Faith, Hope and Love, episode 326, the 28th Sunday in Ordinary Time, Year B. According to the psalm this weekend, wisdom comes from knowing how relatively short life really is. That is, we gain wisdom when we deeply appreciate the preciousness and fragility of this life. Because life is short and vulnerable, the things that really matter, the things that last and are of abiding value, become so important to discern. The things that last are love and God's love, that is, self-sacrificing, unselfish, generous love. And our connection to Jesus and his gospel values are things that last as well. Attachment to worldly things, to possessions and money, is an enormous obstacle many times. Of infinitely more value and more importance would be spending all our time, spending all our energy, spending all our resources searching the depths of God's wisdom, deepening our appreciation of God's ways. This is our lasting treasure. The second reading tells us that the Word of God is not just a series of letters on a page, and we know that. It's alive and active. God's Word gets right into our souls and penetrates our lives. God's Word challenges us to weigh up our values, our attitudes and actions. If the Word is not doing that, if it's always just comfortable and easy, never unsettling, then we might need to worry. A comfortable word of God might actually be a neutralized word of God or one watered down. The extent to which us human beings can make excuses and self-justifications for our self-serving ways cannot be underestimated. We need to carefully guard against this. The fullness of God's word searches out and reveals even our self-deceptions. In John's gospel, it goes even further. The word of God is Jesus. Jesus is the eternal word of the Father, and we know that the word became flesh and lived among us. So as disciples, we must allow the word of God to become fully alive in our hearts and minds, to the point of radically transforming us. Mary, the mother of God, is a perfect example of allowing that word of God to literally become flesh in her life. I think I've mentioned before that Michelangelo did a painting once of Mary at the Annunciation, being told the wonderful news that she will conceive and bear a son, the Son of God. Mary, of course, says yes to this. In the painting, there's this unusual image. There's an old-fashioned hearing horn at Mary's ear, like the ones people used in the old days before electronic hearing aids, a hearing horn to help them hear. This image that Michelangelo has painted symbolizes Our Lady conceiving the Word of God by hearing it and accepting it, taking the word of God into herself. Mary conceived the word of God by hearing and listening and accepting God's word. Mary brought the word of God to flesh, literally in her life. We must hear God's word and spiritually conceive of it and allow God's word to become incarnate in our lives through our acceptance and actions in our lives. In the gospel, the rich young man is basically very good. He's faithfully kept all the laws and commandments of God. In Jesus' time, there were a group of people who believed it was possible for a person to be perfect in this life 
just by keeping every little rule, commandment and instruction. Jesus loved what he saw when he looked into the sincerity of that man's heart. He saw the desire for faithful observance of God and God's laws. But our Lord saw one big obstacle. He says to him, there's one thing you lack. He can see this gap. That was the man's attachment to his worldly goods was getting in the way of him trusting entirely on God's providence and grace. Jesus looked steadily at him, we're told, looked right into his heart. The word of God cut finely between the marrow and the joint, and his challenge came straight from this loving heart when he said to the rich man, you need to let go so as to be fully at one with God's ways. You must allow yourself to be completely dependent on God and nothing else. Then you will be perfect. This was too hard for that man, and the gospel says he went away very sad. He was unable to be perfect because he was letting other things get in the road of his relationship with God, whom he obviously loved very much. Then Jesus makes the comment about the camel and the needle. Notice how generations have tried to water down this passage because it's very challenging. However, we remember that God's word is a finely tuned sword and it will not be blunted. Jesus' words were intended to shock his disciples into action and into reaction. And the disciples' reaction shows that his words have hit their mark. Some have tried to suggest that the eye of the needle that Jesus is talking about is the name given to some large door that people could pass through. But no, let's not try and water it down. Jesus meant what he said. He was using exaggeration that was very common in the language of his time. It's harder for a camel to pass through the eye of a pin than for a rich person to enter the kingdom. Naturally, the disciples are astounded by this and they reply in shock, well then, who could be saved? Jesus answers, though, very reassuringly, nothing is impossible for God, and that trust in God's providence allows people to let go of attachments or anything else that gets in the way of their following God, trusting in God's care, trusting not simply in our own human willpower, which is limited, trusting not just in the resources of this life. Jesus, by asking that man to let go of his possessions, was really saying it's not good enough to have the right personal attitude. We need to go to the very core of injustice and detach ourselves from it. Because possessiveness is found at the root of much that is wrong in society, including this desire to keep accumulating possessions, money, prestige, often at the expense of others, the rich man could have given all sorts of reasons why he needed to keep his attachments. Security, or I could use my resources to help others do good. But in front of Jesus, who is the word, who cuts more finely to the bone and the marrow, these excuses would surely have seemed weak and ineffective. The rich man turns and walks away from Jesus. Perhaps he will think about it and return later, after having thought better of what he was leaving behind. We certainly hope so. That man wasn't necessarily lost, but he wasn't able to achieve the perfection that he was seeking in his questions. The fact is, following Jesus' way, we'll take everything we've got. The way of God is not easy. There are significant challenges in following Christ. And if we have anything, any possessions or attachments that are more important to us than Christ and his gospel, 
Then, if any point of crisis ever arrives, we might have to make a choice or a decision. If we're detached from everything else but God, then we'll be able to freely let go of any earthly attachments if it comes down to a choice between them and God. We simply cannot allow earthly attachments to be used against us in the all-out fight for the establishment of the complete kingdom of God and its values. We cannot be balked in times of trial if we have released our grip on possessions. Imagine someone who's very loyal and loving to God, but someone protests about what they're doing and who they are, and they said to them, if you keep going with this, we'll throw you in jail, you'll lose your reputation, you'll lose your possessions, you'll lose everything, so stop following God. If faced with something like that, and hopefully we never will be, but some people have throughout history, if they're so attached to their reputation and their possessions, they might choose the wrong way. Jesus always gives us the strength and grace for the hard task of being unbound from anything that might keep us from the fullness of God's life. There are people who have possessions but are not attached to them. So it doesn't mean just getting rid of everything and being irresponsible, but it does mean not relying on it and not needing it as if it was everything in the world, when Christ is everything in the world. He encourages us greatly by saying, anyone who gives up these other things for him will gain everything that truly lasts and will win anything that really matters. This is Faith, Hope and Love. If you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, Lord, who could stand? But with you is found forgiveness, O God of Israel. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Hello everyone and peace and goodness to you all. Welcome as we gather to praise and worship our God. Brothers and sisters, let us acknowledge our sins and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. Lord Jesus, you are the image of the unseen God. Lord, have mercy. You are the firstborn of all creation. Christ, have mercy. You are the head of the body, the church. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Glory to God. 
Let us pray. May your grace, O Lord, we pray, at all times go before us and follow after and make us always determined to carry out good works. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the Book of Wisdom I prayed, and understanding was given me. I called on God, and the Spirit of Wisdom came to me. I preferred her to scepters and thrones, and I accounted wealth as nothing in comparison with her. Neither did I liken to her any priceless gem, because all gold is but a little sand in her sight, and silver will be accounted as clay before her. I loved her more than health and beauty, and I chose to have her rather than light, because her radiance never ceases. All good things came to me along with her, and in her hands uncounted wealth. The Word of the Lord Fill us with your love, O Lord, and we will sing for joy. Make us know the shortness of our lives, that we may gain wisdom of heart. Lord, relent, is your anger for ever. Show pity to your servants. In the morning fill us with your love. We exult and rejoice all our days. Give us joy to balance our affliction for the years when we knew misfortune. Show forth your work to your servants. Let your glory shine on their children. Let the favour of the Lord be upon us. Give success to the work of our hands. Fill us with your love, O Lord, and we will sing for joy. A reading from the letter to the Hebrews. The Word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing until it divides soul from spirit, joints from marrow. 
it is able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And before God, no creature is hidden, but all are naked and laid bare to the eyes of the one to whom we must render an account. The Word of the Lord Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. Happy the poor in spirit, the kingdom of heaven is theirs. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. As Jesus was setting out on a journey, a man ran up and knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but God alone. You know the commandments, you shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, you shall not defraud, honour your father and mother. He said to Jesus, Teacher, I have kept all these since my youth. Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said, You lack one thing. Go. Sell what you own and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. When the man heard this, he was shocked and went away grieving, for he had many possessions. Then Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How hard it will be for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. And the disciples were perplexed at these words. But Jesus said to them again, Children, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. They were greatly astounded and said to one another, Then who can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, For humans it is impossible, but not for God. For God all things are possible. Peter began to say to him, Look, we have left everything and followed you. Jesus said, Truly I tell you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or fields for my sake and for the sake of the good news who will not receive a hundredfold now in this age houses, brothers and sisters, mothers and children and fields, but with persecutions and in the age to come, eternal life. The Gospel of the Lord Some smart person once said, If you're rich enough, you can buy very tiny camels and very large needles. Now this belief is common in today's society, where we believe that we can have anything we want if only we have enough money. 
Now it must have been the same in the time of Jesus when the poor and the oppressed must have looked at the grand houses of the powerful and the rich of the day and thought, all my troubles will disappear if only I have enough money. Money, wealth, possessions. Jesus talks more about these subjects than any other except the kingdom of God itself. There are at least 15 passages in the Gospels when Jesus warns that money and possessions can destroy us. Today he says, how hard is it for the rich to enter the kingdom of God? Once again, Jesus is directly challenging what society is showing people, and the disciples are amazed. He talks more about money than prayer or sexuality. Why? Well, he's well aware how important money is to us and how reluctant we are to place it under the rule of God. His society was controlled by wealth, just like ours. It had been theologized into a blessing from God. The way Jesus often uses to point to his disciples the true radical nature of teaching is to shock them. By using paradox and by appearing to overthrow the familiar, accepting the teaching of the scribes, he shakes the disciples out of their complacency. Of course, they are not to despise their homes and families. Of course, they're not to cut off their limbs, which might cause them to sin. Of course, they cannot always turn the other cheek. But in the hard words lie a challenge. The real radical kingdom is not to be found in having, but in giving. Sin is intolerable. Family ties are not ends in themselves. Violence is not the gospel response to violence. To the rich man, Jesus is saying, Now think again. Let nothing you have and are come between you and God. Then you'll appreciate the proper place in your life of family and of wealth. Today is a day for those who are at the crossroads in their lives. The young man in the gospel, a good man but rich, makes a decision not to follow Christ. The choice was not one between good and evil, but between the good and the better, goodness and discipleship. And he declined. Why do we presume that we Christian Catholics have a monopoly on goodness? At the same time, why does the world ridicule our attempts to live good lives under the rule of the gospel? C.S. Lewis originally had no use for religion. By the time he arrived at university, he was a professed atheist. But often to his dismay, he began to find himself several times unexpectedly at a crossroad, he says. He writes, some days a little door would open to an unspeakable burst of joy, and then it would slam again. The door would open, and it would slam, open and slam. Finally, one day in his college room, something happened. The one who had been opening and slamming the door opened it and stood there and wouldn't let him go. He wrote, You must picture me alone in that room at Oxford, feeling the steady, unrelenting approach of him whom I honestly desired not to meet. It was in 1929 that I gave in and admitted that God was God, and I knelt and prayed. Perhaps that night, the most rejected, reluctant convert in all of England was me. C.S. Lewis came perhaps the most widely read Christian writer in the English-speaking world. Are we to be merely good people or disciples? Not necessarily disciples in the dramatic sense, but more likely in the sense expressed by the poet 
Carl Hauslander, who said, Sometimes it may seem to us that there is no purpose in our life. That going day after day to this office or that school or factory is nothing else but waste and weariness. It may be that God has sent us there because for us Christ would not be there. If our being means that Christ is there, that alone makes it worthwhile. How many times do we all stand at the crossroad of the rich young man? How many times does Jesus tell us he loves us and then ask for a bit more? Sell what you have, your time, your reputation, your fears, your hesitancy, your insecurities, your need to be one of the crowd. Let go of them all and follow me. The Apostles' Creed I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ his only Son our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. The Word of God is something alive and active. It penetrates our hearts, challenging us to action. It reveals our worries and concerns, so we now give voice to them. For those discerning their direction in life. We pray to the Lord. For those who lack life's necessities. We pray to the Lord. For those trapped in the snare of selfishness and greed, we pray to the Lord. For those who suffer pain, we pray to the Lord. For those who have gone before us in death, marked with the sign of faith, especially those for whom we now pray. We pray to the Lord. God of wisdom, hear our prayers and give us your insight. We ask you to grant this through Christ our Lord. Amen.
Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands. It will become for us the bread of life. By the mystery of this water and wine, may we come to share in the divinity of Christ, who humbled himself to share in our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. With humble and contrite heart, may we be accepted by you, O Lord, and may our sacrifice in your sight this day be pleasing to you, Lord God. Wash me, O Lord, from my iniquity. Cleanse me from my sin. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at our hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. Prayer over the offerings. Accept, O Lord, the prayers of your faithful with the sacrificial offerings, that through these acts of devotedness we may pass over to the glory of heaven. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For you laid the foundations of the world and have arranged the changing of times and seasons. You formed man in your own image and set humanity over the whole world in all its wonder, to rule in your name over all you have made and forever praise you in your mighty works through Christ our Lord. And so with all the angels we praise you, as in joyful celebration we acclaim, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts we pray by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dew fall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread, and, giving thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, 
which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The Mystery of Faith We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, and Mark, our Bishop, and his assistant, Ken, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection. And all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the Blessed Apostles and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. Amen. At the Saviour's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. May the mingling of the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ bring eternal life to us who receive it. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. 
Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Grant us peace. May the receiving of your body and blood, Lord Jesus Christ, not bring me to judgment and condemnation, but through your loving mercy, be for me protection in mind and body and a healing remedy. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. May the body of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. Amen. May the blood of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. Amen. The rich suffer want and go hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no blessing. A prayer for spiritual communion in union with all who are unable to physically receive communion at this time. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the blessed sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already here, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Body of Christ. Amen. The blood of Christ. Amen. Let us pause for a time of quiet post-communion prayer and reflection.
What has passed our lips as food, O Lord, may we possess in purity of heart, that what has been given to us in time may be our healing for eternity. Let us pray. We entreat your majesty most humbly, O Lord, that as you feed us with the nourishment which comes from the most holy body and blood of your Son, so you may make us sharers of his divine nature, who lives and reigns for ever and ever. Amen. Thanks everyone, and may God's love, strength, mercy and kindness guide you all this coming week. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Faith, Hope and Love, Christian Worship and Reflection, led by Rev. Paul Kelly. Prayers and Chants, the Roman Missal, 3rd edition, copyright 2010, the International Commission on English and the Liturgy. Scriptures, New Revised Standard Version, copyright 1989 and 2009, the NCC USA. Psalms, 1963 and 2009, The Grail, Collins Publishers. Prayers of the Faithful, Together We Pray, by Robert Borg, E.J. Dwyer Publishers, 1993, Sydney, Australia. Sung Mass in Honour of St. Ralph Sherwin, by Jeffrey M. Ostrovsky, The Gloria, copyright 2011, ccwatershed.org. Faith, Hope and Love theme hymn in memory of William John Kelly, inspired by 1 Corinthians 13, 1-13. Music by Paul W. Kelly, arranged and sung with additional lyrics by Stefan Kelp, 2019. Quiet Time Instrumental Reflection Music, written by Paul W. Kelly, 1988-2007, and this arrangement, Stephen Kelp, 2020. Today I Arise, Patricia J. Kelly, original words and music by Paul W. Kelly, inspired by St. Patrick's Prayer, arranged and sung with additional lyrics by Stephen Kelp, 2019. Production by KER 2021. May God bless and keep you. Today I arise with love from on high, the name of the three.